0: If you are one of those nonprofit leaders who likes to set goals for your team and your organization, and you like to set goals for yourself, then you are going to love this session, because we are going to dive into what you need to do before you start setting goals for yourself. Today, we're going to talk about taking a strategic look back over the last year, or perhaps the last quarter, if that's how you do your goals, to identify what You've done who you've become so that you can set goals for the next session that you're setting goals for, either quarter or year. Welcome to the Surviving to Thriving podcast that helps women leaders in nonprofits get out of survival mode and thrive in both leadership and life. I'm your host, leadership development coach Kathy Archer, and I help women leaders enjoy impactful leadership. Before we dive into the podcast, I want you to know that there is a worksheet to go with today's episode. It's either in the links below or you can go to kathyarcher.com slash podcast 68 and you will find the link to go get the worksheet. I'm gonna go through this worksheet today so you can just listen now for the episode and then you can grab the worksheet after and work your way through it. Before we get to the worksheet, let's talk about goal setting. We often set goals for our organization and we do all these lovely strategic plans. And some of us, not all of us, have our own performance appraisal goals or goals that the organization says that we should be working on. Those are important. It's good that you have those, not everybody does. And, I also strongly, strongly, strongly encourage you to set some goals for yourself. Often these type of goals that I'm talking about are more than achieving something, ticking something off your to-do list, saying you accomplished this, finished that, did this. The goals that I often talk about with the women in my membership, the women that I'm coaching, are more about growing yourself and developing yourself, both as a person and as a leader. That's incredibly important for you because leadership, is not about doing things and ticking things off the to-do list. Leadership is about a way of being. Most importantly, it's about authentically being you. So if you want to lead with integrity, if you want to lead authentically, if you want to lead with your strength of character, if you want to lead in a way that feels good and that people respect you and admire you and get along behind the message that you're sharing, then you gotta be yourself and you gotta figure out who you are and how you align with who you are. That's understanding your values, it's knowing your strengths, it's managing that self-talk that goes on in our head that keeps us from feeling confident. It's knowing what our triggers are and being able to manage those triggers so that we don't lose our composure when somebody pushes one of our buttons. That's all not something you're going to learn by ticking to-dos off on a to-do list. Those are things that take time, a little bit of training and knowledge and information, lots of self-reflection, lots of going back and going, okay, I know that I get triggered by this situation, but I'm still not able to manage my emotions when I get triggered, now what do I do? And so those are the types of goals that I encourage you to set so that you can start to feel more confident, more capable, more in control as you lead your team. To start that process, I encourage you to look back over the last year first. I'm gonna walk you through this worksheet that I said you could go grab and download to give you some ideas of some of the questions that I encourage you, my students, my coaching clients to go through to get a sense of what's happened over the last year, how have I grown? That lays the foundation for going forward. So let's review for a second. You should be setting your own goals. Before you set those goals, you need to look back. When you're looking back, we're not looking back at just what you've accomplished, but who you've become. Which brings us to the worksheet. The worksheet gives you a quick overview of a few areas. In my membership site, I have a course called The Annual Analysis that actually has 12 pages of very similar questions, and I'll give you an idea of some of those towards the end of the the podcast where you can get a sense of if you wanna go deeper than today's episode, what you can do, and some of the questions you can ask yourself. But for now, I'm gonna walk you through these ones on this worksheet to give you a sense. Where I suggest you start is pick four situations over the last year, two that you felt good about, maybe excelled at, maybe felt, competent in, and two that maybe didn't go so well. And then I want you to take these same questions and kind of run through those four scenarios and get a sense of what was going well and maybe not so well to figure out how you've done and perhaps where you wanna go in the new year. First question is, at this time, so one of those four scenarios, I describe my mindset as. Now, a mindset is something that I've really talked about a lot. If you go back through some of the podcasts, if you are in my membership site, you'll know this. We talk a lot about those mental models in our head. We talk about the fixed and growth mindset. We talk about being positive or negative. We talk about just managing that mindset because the mindset is often, I'm not good enough, I'm not capable enough, this is really hard. Those are those thoughts that create that mindset when you go back over this situation and look at what was my mindset here, you start to get a sense of was that working for you or maybe not. So let's take two scenarios. Let's take one situation where you were doing a project, things were going along tickety-boo. Maybe another situation where you're doing something, perhaps going through accreditation, where things were a bit more stressful. In that first mindset where things were going along great, you might have sort of had that can-do mindset. You're like, I've got this, I can do it. You were positive, you were optimistic, you were hopeful, you were engaged. Maybe when you were working through accreditation and stress to the max and everything was going on, your mindset was more of overwhelm, exhaustion, frustration, this sense of we're never gonna get this all done. And you can see just quickly already by looking at those two mindsets, how they impacted the way those two situations went. So then you can start to look at your own process going forward. How do I manage my mindset? What impacts my mindset? How do I learn to get a mindset that's gonna help me be more like the first scenario? That's what will start to lay that foundation for setting goals going forward. Second question to take into consideration in these two scenarios, How was my self-care? If you've taken any of the training from me, you know that I talk about the fundamentals. How are you eating? Were you moving your body? Were you making sure that you were taking some slow, deep breaths and breath work that helped you keep your stress level down? Were you feeding your soul? Were you doing some of those things to rest? How was your self-care habits? When you were being productive, maybe you were getting a good night's sleep, you were eating well, you were getting up and moving around every hour on the hour to make sure you were able to come back and stay focused. Maybe when you were going through accreditation, came in early, stayed late, didn't take breaks, struggled sleeping. Yeah, there's something to be seen there. Again, that lays the foundation going forward about What are my self-care habits? Are they working for me? When do they work? What do I need to do to make sure those self-care habits are aligned, on track, so that I can stay productive, engaged, and doing that work that I know I want to do in a way that feels good? Along this same line is what habits and routines and systems did I have in place? I'm a systems girl. If I know that I've got something keeping me on track, I am way better able to stay focused. So maybe in the first scenario, I had a checklist, I had some time scheduled into my calendar so I knew what I was doing, and I was totally on top of things because I had a system and was following those habits. I took my lunch break, those kind of habits were working for me, I was ending my day at a decent time, staying focused. When things weren't going so well, all those habits might have been thrown out the window. and. I didn't have a system, I just came in and whatever fire was happening that morning, I put out. And I made my way through just this massive amount of things and just head down focused, trying to focus. And A, it didn't feel good, but B, I didn't even realize that I wasn't systematically working through what needed to be done in a sustainable way. So what I've learned from that now is I need to create a system going forward, I mean, we know accreditation's done how often or maybe it's proposal writing or maybe it's the annual fundraising event, but I need to be prepared ahead of time, create a system, know how to put things into my calendar so it's not all squished at the end. Those are things that you can now set in the future for, okay, I often say that, but I never follow through. So what am I gonna do this coming year or this coming quarter to be more effective at following through with that? That will, come down to the next question, which is what strengths was I using or wished I could have used more? If you've done your Virtues in Action character strengths, which is the one that I encourage you to do, free assessment you can do, I'll put it in the link, your strength may or may not be self-regulation. And self-regulation is that sense of discipline or being able to control yourself or willpower. If it's not one of your strengths, you may have to figure out, okay, how do I activate it though? How do I maybe persist more if persistence or perseverance is one of your strengths to help me be more self-regulated and more focused? What do I need to do? Maybe I need to create more habits so that I don't have to think so often about what I'm doing or when I'm doing it. Maybe I need to get better at perspective. Perspective is another strength that some of us have where I plan my calendar throughout the year. And once I've set it, then it's much easier to follow. If you're using your strengths, you can go back and sort of go, okay, what were my strengths that I was using here? Which character traits maybe was I not using so much that I want to shore up or use more effectively? Perhaps your character trait of kindness, you were being very self-kind when you were being productive. You were maybe expressing gratitude to those around you because you had set some limits and they were respecting those limits. But in the other scenario, maybe that kindness was gone out the window and you were just focused on task and you forgot about the people you were working with. I've done this, I have done this a zillion times. When my head gets focused on a deadline and a project, I forget the niceties and then everybody gets tense and cranky and then it just turns things into a mess and it gets way more stressful than it needed to be. So I know that I have to make sure that I'm continuing to activate that kindness, that gratitude, that sense of hope and bringing in those elements even though we're under the wire with a deadline. Next question is, how did my values play a role in all of this? In the values verification course, which is a course inside my membership site, I walk my students through really both identifying, clarifying, making sense of their values. If your value is family, if your value is honesty, if your value is kindness, your definition is way different than mine and how that shows up for you at work is gonna be different than it shows up for me. And it's probably gonna be different when you're 22 and when you're 35 and 60. Values change. And we have to really evaluate our values and bring them to mind more often. Whenever we're struggling, it's usually because two competing equally important values are at play here. So if we're not connected to those values, that's often why we feel icky, but we don't know why. When I was dealing with accreditation and I was cranky and pushing my staff and trying to get through, I have a high value of excellence but I also have a high value of family and I was neglecting my family. And I was just kind of like blinders on, I can't pay attention to that right now, I just gotta get my work done. But that's partly why I was feeling that friction and feeling icky. I had neglected that value. I'd also neglected the value of I, I love my body and myself and I wanna take care of myself and wellness and work-life balance is important to me. I threw that one out the window too at that point in time. But when I was most productive, I kept those in and I made sure that I was doing those. And so that tells me something about my values and how I need to hold them, both, all of them, whichever ones come into play in the situation and step back and evaluate those as I'm going through these situations. So that in the future, I'm better able to manage stuff with my values intact, which by the way, also helps you be seen by others as being in integrity. When you walk your talk, Family's important, guys. Make sure you're shutting down at the end of the day. Take your time off. Don't work so hard. And then you're the one doing it. You're not seen as being integrity. Certainly my staff didn't see me as being integrity when I was doing that. So we have to step back and look at those two. Now, once you've kind of gone through those questions, that's when you have some foundation for really going forward and setting goals for the new year. So now I wanna give you a few more questions if you are one of those ladies who really likes to do this self-reflective work, really get deep into this. I'm gonna give you a few more examples from the 12-page worksheet that I do inside the annual analysis course. But before I go there, just a reminder that if you want this worksheet, the link is below. These questions now that I'm gonna give you come from the course, the annual analysis, which is inside of my membership site, the training library. And again, I'll put that link below, but if you wanna go there, you can find it at kathyarcher.com slash library. So inside of the library, I put courses and worksheets and stuff every month you're getting new information to help you lead with that authenticity, feel like you're growing yourself and developing yourself as a person and as a leader, as well as just the skills and and tasks that you need to do in your leadership role. So let me give you an example of some of the things that are on this worksheet. What have I learned about myself this year? I realize I'm what? Maybe I realize I'm stronger. I realize I'm more competent in certain areas. I identified this about myself. I still struggle with networking meetings. I don't like them. They're not my favorite thing in the world. I know this clearer about myself than I have ever known before. I love leadership when it's going well. I don't like it when it's not going well. Those are some examples. I also get you to look at your mentors, guides, and coaches. When we move into leadership, we often lack the support and mentoring and guidance we need. As you move up the levels, you actually start to get less direction from your supervisor. Often it's your board, and if your board is a volunteer board, they're probably not as skilled at helping support you and guide you. You have to create your own, I call it your own personal and professional curriculum. What am I learning? Who am I learning it from? What book, what YouTube video, what course? and find some mentors. And those can be people who are alive or long since past, maybe it's your favorite guru, like Brene Brown, or maybe it's somebody uh, that you, you know, have found in your network, and you have coffee with them every once in a while. Who are your mentors, guides and coaches? What sort of courses have you worked through? What podcasts have you listened to? What skills have I been been developing, looking at, you know, I've been developing some skills specifically in work around X, Y, Z, but also in, you know, maybe managing my emotions or being more confident. Then how have I improved on those skills? Whole worksheet, we just talked about values, whole worksheet on values. What are my top three values? How have I defined them? Where am I triggered around my values? How have I increased my understanding of my values this year? Then we dive into emotional intelligence. These are some of the emotions I experience at work. These are the things that trigger me. This is how I know in my body when I'm triggered. This is how I'm working to change that mindset so that I'm not triggered as strongly when that happens. And this is where I still need work. At the end of each of these pages or sections, I ask you to then kind of go, okay, so what does that tell me about this next year? What do I need to learn, grow, do differently in the coming year based on my evaluation of where I've been this year? We just talked about earlier that, that uh, self-regulation or sense of discipline or willpower, as I call it. There's a whole course in the training library on your willpower essentials, which helps you manage your emotions, stay focused on a task, avoid email and your phone constantly. And of course, you know, resist the urge to eat everything in sight, especially if you're working at home. But this helps you start to look at that. How am I managing my thoughts, my feelings? How am I avoiding distractions? Where am I able, or better able to focus or how am I doing with my focusing? Well, there's been some tools in the course that I've given the students to help with that so they get to look at that as well. Next up is a really important one is how have I been managing my self-care fundamentals? And so I just talked about those fundamentals, eat, move, rest, spirit, and your breath work. How are you navigating those? And so we're talking about, you know, have I been eating well-balanced diet have i been stretching my body have i been moving it every hour am i taking lunch breaks am i doing something to fill my spirit my soul going for a walk connecting to nature doing art am i connecting to my breath regularly practicing mindfulness all of those kinds of things to look at then we're talking about your strength of character how are you doing with integrity honesty, navigating those leadership traits that you know are gonna help you be that most successful leader that you wanna be. Next, we look at confidence building. And so there's a lot here, and you don't have to go through all of these as as you're thinking about this, but this gives you some insights into what was I working on and what do I wanna work on next year? please don't be working on all of these. But these are some things that are gonna help you be a better leader. So as I'm kind of rambling through them, just notice the ones that jump out at you like, oh, that's something I need to work on. You might wanna rewind and get the question I just asked, but start to think about, okay, how did I do and what's gonna be my focus for the coming year? So confidence building. We've talked about confidence starts with competence that you have to learn the skill before you can feel confident at it. Then you have to have the courage to practice that. And then over time, you'll start to feel more confident. So this one breaks it down. What have I been learning to be competent in? Public speaking, perhaps. Maybe I'm not comfortable showing up at meetings. So I've been taking a Udemy course on public speaking. I've been reading some books on working the room. What is it that you've becoming becoming more skilled in And then where have you been practicing it? Because again, reading a book doesn't change you. It's when you put that into action that starts to get the the courage working because you're still nervous and uncomfortable, but then you'll start to develop the confidence. Your leadership development, how are you doing it balancing that task and relationships? How are you doing it coaching your staff? Developing your employees, having those difficult conversations. Then accessing that inner wisdom. I'm always talking about pause, ponder, pivot, proceed, the inner guidance system. How are you doing with that? Are you pausing? Are you taking time to slow down and check in and see what are my thoughts, feelings, my body sensations? Are you pondering and, you know, figuring out is this where I want to be? And then pivoting going, no, those thoughts and feelings aren't getting me to where I want to go. This is the thoughts and feelings. These are the actions that gonna that's going to help me, my team, this relationship that we're in, whatever's going on move forward in a way that feels more authentic, aligned, the direction we want to go, and then proceed as getting back into action. Are you doing that on a regular basis? Take that all into account so that you can go, okay, this is how I've grown this year. And let me tell you, when you just do that, oh my God, what insights will come for you? Because you start to sort of really Get that sense of who am I becoming and look at the challenges that I've I've faced. Look at where I've overcame some of those challenges. Look at what's next for me. And then you can lay that foundation for next year, for the next quarter. Whatever it is, I encourage quarterly goals, not annual, but that's a whole nother, nother podcast down the road. But you gotta look back first. If you're not setting goals for yourself, here's a really good place to start because even though you may not have done all of this stuff and 99% of us won't have done all of this stuff, it highlights the areas where you're like, oh, I need that more. Oh, I'm already pretty good at that. So start here, look back over the last year, get a sense of how you've grown, what's happened for you. Then we can start to plan for the new quarter or the new year about not just what the goals for the organization are, but for how you're going to grow yourself so that you can help the organization meet its goals. Because it's when you do this stuff that you start to really ditch that survival mode where you're barely hanging on and floundering through accreditation like the example I gave you. And you're starting to Find your groove, feel more confident, engage in the work in a way that's more meaningful. You create the relationships and grow your team in a way that feels stronger. Find the time for the rest of your life. And that's when you're thriving in both your leadership and life. Go make the rest of your day awesome, my dear. If you found today's episode helpful, then you are going to love the training library. Many women leaders in nonprofits wish that they had a coach or a mentor to help them, but they don't believe that they or their organization can afford it. Oh, but you can. Inside of the training library membership site, you will not only get access to affordable and easily accessible ongoing personal and professional development training, you will also have access to a leadership coach at your fingertips. That way, when you hit those inevitable challenges that leadership will bring your way, you'll have both the resources and the support to navigate your way through them with confidence, composure, and while keeping your integrity intact. To find out more, head to kathyarcher.com slash library. If you are enjoying the show, I'd love it if you could leave me a comment or a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Go make the rest of your day awesome.